America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, just like it sounds, Royal Blue. Sometimes my wife says Royal Pain. Whatever it takes to remember that name, you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions. We have answers. Hopefully you have questions because we're going to be talking about your health during this next hour and how to improve it. A lot of people are not faring very well, and we're going to talk about that like we do every week, reviewing obituaries. People who died too young, diseases they shouldn't have had. We will be reviewing current events. These are studies and publications that have come out recently, some within the last week. And we're going to be finishing our discussion from last week regarding vitamin C. Vitamin C. It's actually a long discussion, and we only got through part of it last week. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsors. First, Turtle Healing Band Clinic. THBC for short. Turtle Healing Band Clinic is where I practice here in Las Vegas. We are under the jurisdiction of an Indian nation. And we'd like to thank the Crow Nation for sponsoring us, as well as the First Nation Medical Board, which has been created to license practitioners of indigenous medicine. Or as the federal government says, traditional medicine. The federal government takes no responsibility for the Indians' regulation of their traditional medicine which the Crow Nation has defined to include all things alternative, such as complementary, holistic, integrative, and so forth. All of these natural forms of approaches to the treatment of disease came before the development of drugs. Even the American Homeopathic Institute was established long before the AMA came along and then decided politically to take over and dominate our health care. That's what we have today. We have a country that is number one in the world for taking prescription drugs. We're number one, but it hasn't improved our health. We're about number 46 in the quality of health care in this country. That means there's 45 other countries that are doing better than we are. How about that? We could easily be number one, but when you're dominated by drugs, a pill for every ill, you're going to get what you pay for. Or I should say what your insurance pays for. Insurance, medical insurance in this country, is designed for sick care and disease management. Guess what? If you're not sick, you don't need it. There is another type of insurance that you can get. That is for healthy people or people who want health optimization, is through a company called Heritage Health and Wellness. That's someone that we work with. They took over what used to be the major medical health insurance that the current insurance companies no longer want. Why? Well, they don't want healthy patients. Their insurance is designed for people who are sick, diseased, and dying. But if you want the old major medical, you can get that through Heritage Health Foundation. We have an application on our website. In fact, you can find it at www.turtlehealingbandclinic.com. That's where you can find that application, among other things. And what is it exactly? Well, you pay a low premium with a high deductible. And in exchange for that, you can also have a health savings plan. That's where you can put your money into an account that, guess what? You control. And instead of paying high premiums to insurance companies that 
you may or may not use, you can use your health savings account to pay for your health investments, such as your health club membership, such as your supplements, and so on. You have control over that money. You can use it to pay for other health services, such as massage therapy or colon hydrotherapy, and so on and so forth. Well, those are our sponsors, Turtle Human Clinic, First Nation Medical Board. We're glad to have them on board, and we will hear more about them in the future as we continue to grow in our membership. Because the First Nation Medical Board licenses practitioners such as myself across the country who need dual licensing. We have 48 states in this country where doctors like me who practice alternative medicine do it at the risk of losing their license. Don't believe it? There are many stories out there, actually horror stories, where doctors have had to fight for their licensure lives, so to speak, just because they wanted to do their patients no harm and use a natural approach to the treatment of their disease, which, guess what, is unconventional and therefore not the community standard for which they can be held liable. Even though the patient filed no complaint, there was no harm done to the patient. All it takes is a jealous colleague happens all the time. So there are 48 states in this country outside Nevada and Arizona that have no alternative medical board for which they need dual licensure. This is where the First Nation Medical Board can be of some assistance. There are also many states that do not license the the practice of other types of medical alternatives such as naturopathic medicine. There are about 27 states that do not license naturopathic medicine, and they need a home. Nevada is one of them. They need a place where they can practice. First Nation Medical Board can be of assistance to them. I'm working with the group. They now train people in this country in Ayurvedic medicine. That's East Indian medicine. They have a licensed educational program through the state of Texas. And guess what? There's not one state in this country that licenses the practice of Ayurvedic medicine. That's where First Nation Medical Board can be of help. Well, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we will be reviewing our obituaries, people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had locally and internationally, always of interest because we are dying younger all the time. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. After the break, we'll make that discussion. Stay with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702 When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. Ready for a live game of Clue? For nearly 30 years, Fun Time Theater has held private and monthly dinner murder mysteries. Each night is different, and each event includes dinner and a show. You're the detective, and your job is to figure out who did what to who and why. At the end of the night, a super sleuth and not-so-super sleuth are awarded prizes. This is a great event for a birthday or holiday party and team-building events for your office. Visit FunTimeTheater.com to make your reservations and use promo code RADIO for $5 off each admission. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change. 
not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment. If you have a question, please feel free to email me at any time at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at Royal Medical clinic all one word dot com or you can call us here at the turtle healing band clinic thbc 702-562-1454 well we're going to look at obituaries i bet nobody in the world gives a care nobody does what we do but we find it quite interesting we're interested in seeing why younger people are dying from diseases they shouldn't have had here and abroad. We're curious because the average life expectancy, as you may know, is decreasing. What is the average life expectancy? Well, it's about 78.5 years of age in the United States. That means 81.2 years of age for a woman, 76.4 years for a man currently, that is. That's based on the previous three year statistics, 2015, 16, 17, that show Average life expectancy in the United States has been declining three years in a row. Once the data is in from 2018, which should be very soon, we will probably find that it has decreased for four years in a row. Average life expectancy will have declined again for the first time in the history of the United States, which is why we find this so very interesting. Well, let's take a look. These are local people. When I say local, I'm talking about Las Vegas, where I live and practice, but also in Reno in the state of Nevada. First, you have a 29-year-old woman who passed away. Sometimes it seems like it's a very big secret. Why did these people die? Well, no one wants to say. They just passed away. A 39-year-old woman who worked as a dental hygienist passed away. A 49-year-old man passed away. 55-year-old woman who loved music and traveling passed away. 60-year-old woman who served in the U.S. Army as a captain and was a social worker passed away. 62-year-old man, a U.S. Army veteran and truck driver, passed away. 65-year-old woman who worked in mortgage loans died from an aggressive cancer diagnosed six months ago. We have a 68-year-old man, a teacher, who passed away. 69-year-old woman who worked in the Presbyterian Church Ministry passed away. 70-year-old man who worked as a tile setter passed away. 72-year-old woman who worked as a hairdresser passed away. 72-year-old woman who worked as a teacher for the Clark County School District and paralegal passed away. 73-year-old woman who worked in real estate passed away. 73-year-old man who worked as a medical doctor in pulmonology passed away. 74-year-old man who worked for UPS and Teamsters passed away from cancer. 74-year-old man who worked for Clark County Sanitation Services passed away. 74-year-old man who worked as an accountant passed away following a battle with cancer. And finally, 75-year-old man who worked as a bell captain for the Flamingo Hotel passed away from cancer as well. Those are local people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Don't let that happen to you. Now, my friends, let's look at International celebrity notables who passed away too young from diseases that they shouldn't have had. First, we have Kate Collins, a mixed martial arts fighter, American, died at 32 years of age from a brain aneurysm causing stroke and seizures. She was 
32, and ostensibly in good health. Vinu Madhav, Indian comedian and actor, died at 39 years of age from kidney disease. Michael Ryan, also known as Busby, an American songwriter, music producer, died at 43 years of age from glioblastoma, a brain tumor. John McAdory, Irish sprinter in the 2000 Olympics, died at 45 years of age from melanoma skin cancer. By the way, you can get melanoma anywhere on your body, even where the sun doesn't shine. Many people think that melanoma is the result of suntan lotion, not the sun, of course. Swad Besarevic, Slovenian soccer player, manager, died at 56 years of age after a long and hard-fought illness. Of course, they didn't tell us what that was. Probably cancer. Ilka Latinen, Finnish military officer, chief of the border guard, died at 57 years of age after a one-month severe illness, which they also didn't tell us what it was. Rob Garrison, American actor, died at 59 years of age after a month of liver and kidney issues, causing his organs to shut down. Walter Nicoletti, Italian soccer manager, died at 66 years of age after a battle with the disease of cancer. John Della Pena, Argentinian auto racing team owner, died at 68 years of age after a battle with cancer. Jimmy Spicer, American rapper, died at 61 years of age from brain and lung cancer. Not sure which came first. One was probably metastasis. Ronald Schleicher, American diplomat, died at 63 years of age after being found in a mountainous area in Cyprus with his throat cut. Obviously, that was murder. It's unhealthy to work for the American government sometimes. Ahmad Hamdan, Malaysia's chief commissioner of the anti-corruption unit, died at 67 years of age from complications due to stroke. Joan Petrocelia, American criminologist, died at 68 years of age from ovarian cancer. Gennady Manikov, Russian cosmonaut, died at 69 years of age, cause unknown. Ismail Petra of Kelantan, a Malaysian royal and sultan of Kelantan, died at 69 years of age after a long bout with an illness of some sort. Tauto Sansbury, Australian social justice advocate, died at 7 years of age from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's Hodgkin's lymphoma that can be treated with chemotherapy. Why does that work? Well, because the chemotherapy used for Hodgkin's lymphoma kills B cells where viruses hide, such as Epstein-Barr virus, a cancer-causing virus that you should be screened for as well. We'll talk about that in a moment. Rana Khan, Pakistani military officer, minister of finance, revenue, and economic affairs, died at seven years of age from heart disease. Jose Jose, Mexican senior and actor, died at 71 years of age from pancreatic cancer, which he battled for the past two years. Often when you have a diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, you have nine months to live. So I suppose he outlived his prognosis. Sharon Malcolm, an American politician member of the West Virginia House of Delegates, died in her sleep at 72 years of age. Martin Wesley Smith, Australian composer, died at 74 years of age after a 10-year battle with cancer. 10 years. Magnar Lusand, Norwegian mayor of Hordaland, died at 74 years of age after being plagued with an illness for many years. Wonder what that was. Could it have been cancer? They didn't say. Jesse Norman, American opera singer, died at 74 years of age from multiple organ failure due to septic shock. Now, they claimed that this was a continuation of a spinal cord injury she had in 2015, but there were no other details. Assuming the spinal cord injury may have occurred during surgery, and therefore there was a settlement, and therefore there may have been a gag order. So all we know is she died of multiple organ failure due to septic shock stemming from spinal cord injury in 2015. Alfonso de Salas, Spanish journalist and co-founder of El Mundo, that is 76 years of age after a long illness. Steve Cottrell, American basketball coach for Western Carolina, died at 76 years of age from a heart attack. 
Bijou Cote, Indian actor, died at 77 years of age from multiple organ failure. Of course, it starts with one organ, and then others follow when you're not getting enough blood flow. Could be from shock, could be from sepsis, a systemic infection. Often happens in the hospital, by the way. Cornell Marowicki, Polish politician and theoretical physicist, died at 78 years of age from pancreatic cancer. Nick Polano, Canadian ice hockey player and coach, died at 78 years of age from complications due to Alzheimer's disease. We're seeing that more and more. Desi O'Halloran, Irish fiddler and vocalist, died at 79 years of age after a short illness and being moved into a nursing home. And finally, we have Robert Zelnick, American journalist with ABC News, died at 79 years of age from complications due to Parkinson's disease. We're seeing more and more of that as well. Well, those are the people just last week who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had locally and internationally. Just before I came on the air, I received these statistics from August 2019 of Diseases here where I live in Clark County. You might want to check the diseases that are being reported to your local health department. Not much has changed in the terms of the top five, although the order slightly changed. Here's the top five diseases reported here in Clark County during August 2019. Number one, sexually transmitted disease, chlamydia. Number two, hepatitis C, which used to be number three. And number three, which used to be number two, gonorrhea. So two out of the top three are sexually transmitted diseases. Number four is RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, often something seen in children. And finally, we have the flu, influenza, number five. What's interesting is in those top five, three of which are viruses, hepatitis C, RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, and influenza. Guess what? Medicine has nothing to treat them. Medicine has nothing for viruses. Now, you can treat these things by using homeopathic medicines. Homeopathic medicines can be made from bacteria and viruses, and they can be used safely and effectively. You can use some antibiotic for sexually transmitted diseases, but hopefully you don't have that. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. We're listening to The Royal Treatment, and we're going to continue our discussion when we come back from the break, my friends. So please stay right with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Hi, I'm Noreen Leary, CEO of the Veterans Guest House. Guest House is a home away from home for our veterans and their families who travel to Reno for medical care. Our house is more than just a warm bed. It's a place of camaraderie where veterans can find support and long-lasting friends. We serve veterans, men and women, young and old, Navy, Army, Marines, Coast Guard, and Air Force. Wherever they hail from and whatever their circumstance, the Veterans Guest House is ready to support them. The reason we feel so strongly about our mission is that we know that many veterans would forgo their medical treatments because they simply can't afford the accommodations. The guest house is one of a kind in the country, funded entirely through private donations. Want to know how you can help? There are many ways you can be involved, from volunteering, providing dinners, or supplying items from our wish list. Find out more about the guest house at www.veteransguesthouse.org. Serving veterans today, tomorrow, and for years to come. One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. 
I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mom. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. Thank you for staying with us. We are now entering the second half of our program. During the first half of our program, well, primarily we covered obituaries. People who died too young diseases they shouldn't have had and we'll do it again next week as we do every week because people are dying all the time dying younger from diseases we hope that you won't have i want you to live a long healthy productive quality of life completely disease and symptom free you can do that by investing in your health you can't just sit around and wait for the hammer to fall because it will why would you do that? You can take matters into your own hands, but you have to be responsible. You have to get some testing. Well, there is one reason why you need your doctor. I know a lot of you people don't like going to your doctor, but we're really more of a health coach. We're really here to help provide you the information you need so that you can more effectively invest in your health, that you can have a more targeted regimen. There are so many good things that can be done for you in the office or at home, naturally without side effects, that you don't know about and probably won't figure out on your own. Maybe you don't have the time or the inclination, but we're here if you need us, if you want us. There are things that you can do, obviously, on your own. You can take supplements. You can get more sleep. You can exercise. I do all of that at home. I have a membership to a gym. There are things that I do there that I enjoy doing that nobody does. That's because I learned about certain types of exercises years ago when I went to Austria to get training as a Meyer physician. I learned about the Meyer cure, which is a controlled type of fasting. And part of that cure involves abdominal exercises, passive abdominal exercises to tonify the gut. So many people are walking around with a gut and they don't know what to do about it. You can't fix it just by dieting. You can't fix it just by exercising. Bill Phillips learned that years ago, which is right. He wrote the book, Body for Life. That program does work, but it may not be the best program for you. We all have to decide what it is we're willing to invest our time and energy into. I did that program for a few months. What it required was eating six times a day, which I found hard to do because I'm perhaps not as hungry as some people. I could do five times a day, and I did the exercises, which is six days a week so you've got to be prepared to put some time and energy into the program but by combining the resistance training with cardiovascular exercise with dieting in this case you're drinking protein throughout the day to build more muscle you improve your body fat increase in muscle well conversely lowers fat if that's what your goal is However, the Meyer therapy program is the opposite. We are not necessarily exercising to build muscle, but we are dieting in such a way that we are losing fat. That has the same effect of improving our body fat or our fat to muscle ratio. So I use those abdominal exercises when I go to the gym. I actually do it in the spa and I do some breathing exercises. Breathing exercises are also very helpful. Why? Well, most of the fat in your body is expired through your breath. Did you know that? Learn how to breathe more deeply, even if it's only for a few minutes a day, because it's important. That's where probably 
80% or more of your fat is lost. It's through your breath. And that's why breathing can be so helpful. There are exercises that are designed to help you lose weight. I have those exercises. If you're interested, feel free to email me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel, royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com, and request your free handout for breathing exercises. Well, those are some of the things that I enjoy. I also enjoy challenging myself. Recently, I decided I wanted to do some push-ups, some abdominal rolls. Never done them in my life, but thought it might be a good way to work on perhaps my core, my upper body. I started out with 20. My goal was 100. I didn't know if I could do 100. Have you ever tried to do sit-ups? Have you ever tried to do push-ups, abdominal rolls? I was already doing 100 sit-ups, which is part of my routine when I go to the gym and use the spa. I like to do cardiovascular exercise. I like to do intervals, hills, things of that nature. But I had not done push-ups and abdominal rolls. My goal was 100 of each. I started with 20 and eventually worked up to 100 after a few weeks. It is possible. If you want to be in military shape, which we mentioned before, there are requirements for that. Depending on whether you look at the Army or you look at the Marines, you have to do a certain number of push-ups, a certain number of sit-ups. You have to be able to run a one-and-a-half, two- or three-mile within a certain time. And you have to be able to do some pull-ups. Not a lot, 10 for men, 5 for women. The push-ups can be... 43 for the Army, maybe 51 sit-ups. The Marines are a little different. You probably have to do a little, you have to do a little more push-ups, and you have to do your sit-ups. They call crunches about 80 within two minutes. So they start timing you. But, of course, you're not worried about timing. You're worried about just doing the exercise. And you know that you are increasing in strength if you are increasing in repetition. Of course, you can go up in weight if you're lifting weight. And you can also know that you're improving if you're checking your speed. So instead of doing 80 sit-ups in two minutes, now you're up to 100. Anyway, just some food for thought. Well, let's look at some other events here that were in the news recently. I found this one somewhat interesting and humorous. Many of you may know that the federal government recently took down an alleged Medicare scam that exploited seniors and their curiosity about genetic medicine by enticing them to get their cheeks swabbed for a needed DNA test. There are many types of DNA tests. Allegedly, Medicare was billed $2.1 billion. So this was a big deal, and everybody had to know. It was dubbed Operation Double Helix, the crackdown target of telemedicine companies, doctors, and labs in a joint effort by the Justice Department, the FBI, U.S. Attorney's Offices, and the Health and Human Services Inspector General. Now, what's interesting is the bills that were being sent to Medicare for this DNA swab of a Medicare patient's cheek were connected with the scam that typically ranged from seven dollars to $12,000 per treatment. And some of them were much higher. I found that odd because just last month, I had someone use my credit card fraudulently. The credit card company noticed it. My wife noticed it. I noticed it. Nowadays, we don't have to wait until we get the mail to see what's wrong, we can know instantly through modern technology. And so the credit card company, they canceled our card before we even reported it and sent us a new card. That happened with one charge. Not so with the government. They should have red flagged such a test the first time they saw someone billing them 7000 or $12,000 for a DNA swab. Perhaps they might have billed 500 maybe 1000 but 7000 or 12000 for a DNA swab of someone's cheek should have raised some alarms. But it didn't, and it went on for months. That's the difference between the government and a private company or a public company, a public government company, and an individual. We're much more responsible, much more vigilant about catching these things. The scam went on for years, and by the time they did something about it, it was $2.1 billion 
dollars charged to taxpayers. Interestingly, at the conclusion of this article, it said in recent years, Medicare has tried to adapt techniques used by credit card companies to head off fraud. Law enforcement coordination has grown. The strike forces of federal prosecutors and agents, along with state counterparts, specializing in healthcare investigations. Yet, it cost us $2 billion and a number of years before they finally did anything about it. My credit card company noticed it with one charge. Interestingly, an interesting comparison. Well, there are some other things I would like to bring to your attention. Here is a study I thought might be of some interest to you. This is an association between sleep and obesity. In the United States, data from Health and Nutrition Examination Survey suggests that 68% of adults are overweight and obese. 68% obesity has been shown in previous cross-sectional longitudinal studies to be influenced by short sleep duration, which can lead to unregulated appetite, excessive eating during awake time, and decreased energy expenditure. The objective of a study was to examine the associations among sleep duration, sleep quality, body mass index, which is height and weight, and weight circumference in African Americans. The sample included participants in what was called the Jackson Heart Study. During a clinic visit, the sleep habits of participants were recorded via a sleep history questionnaire, and BMI and waist circumference measurements were recorded. Now, there were 1,363 men and 2,415 women. Of all of these participants, 87.8% of them were overweight, and 56.9% were considered obese. Mean sleep duration was, well, 1.4 hours for men, 1.5 hours for women. Among the men, a significant negative relationship was found between sleep duration and body composition. In In that, longer sleep was associated with lower BMI levels, but negatively associated with waist circumference. Sleep quality was positively associated with weight or waist circumference in men. The conclusions of the study were that about one-fourth of the participants described themselves as enjoying ideal health, but in men, longer sleep duration was associated with lower BMI levels and lower waist circumference. In both men and women, good quality sleep was associated with a lower waist circumference. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We have so much more to discuss when we come back from break, including a continuation of our discussion on vitamin C. Stay right with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Once a powerful leader in the world of finance and insurance, a now-retired Jim Stannard has taken on a new role as a singer-songwriter, fulfilling a dream that has burned for more than four decades. Working with platinum-selling rocker Kip Winger and Afghan Whigs guitarist John Skibbick to bring his songs to life, his debut release, Bucket List, has been met with enthusiasm. CD Baby syndicated writer Tony Mastriani wrote, This album is refreshing and most probably more interesting than what you've been listening to this year. It is my sleeper pick for best independent label album thus far in 2018. Jim Hines from Make a Scene agreed. Some gems here. Stannard has both a gift for poetry and narrative, drawing from a well of influences that include such diverse artists as Warren Zevon, The Who, David Bromberg, and Robert Earl Keane. Bucketless 11 original songs makes up what Roots Music Report calls a grows-on-you set from a fresh and highly believable voice. Order your copy at jimstannardmusic.com or download wherever digital music is sold. It's sweet. There's no place like it. And as we all know, it's where the heart is. Home. It matters. I'm Grant Brewer with Home at Last, a housing program of Nevada Rural Housing Authority. 
Join me and expert guests every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on KCKQ 1180 for Home Matters, a show dedicated to all things well home. Each week, I chat with the industry's best lenders, real estate professionals, builders, insurance experts, home inspectors, developers, and specialized housing program experts. They grace the mic, and we dig into today's hot housing topics. Tune in to Home Matters each Tuesday at 4 p.m. at 1180 a.m. KCKQ, the home of community radio. Or listen live and listen again online at americamatters.us. Join us. Welcome to my house. It's my house. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. Oh, welcome back. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royer, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment right here in America Matters Media. And we're broadcast through other stations as well. Again, I would like to give our contact. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me because you can get some free medical advice. Free medical advice. Maybe you won't find it on Google. Maybe it's something you can't buy on Amazon. But you can send me your questions for free. Royal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel Royal. R-O-Y-A-L at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. Or call us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, THBC, 702-562-1454, Well, as promised, we're going to be talking about vitamin C. But I have one more thing I wanted to share with you. I thought you might find this of interest. This was something that actually was published just yesterday. The title of the article was Optimists Can Look Forward to Longer Life. That means a positive attitude. Do you have a positive attitude? If not, maybe you need to watch that Walt Disney movie, Pollyanna. Great movie. We just need to always look for perhaps the silver lining. Something good comes out of something bad every single time if you look for it. Here's what the article said. Optimism is associated with reduced risk of death due to all causes, as well as fewer cardiovascular events. A meta-analysis and systemic review found this. In fact, the study looked at 2,000 or 200,000, no, no, 229,391 participants across 15 different Studies. There were nine studies reporting all-cause mortality data and 10 studies reporting data on cardiovascular events. So a total of 19 uh, studies. Actually, some of them appeared to be overlapping. Positive mindset was significantly linked with decreased cardiovascular event risk. That's number one. Number two, death from any cause was a relative 14% less common for positive people during the average 138 eight years of follow-up with these individuals. The more positive one responded to questions about how likely good things were to happen in the future, the better the outcomes across all 12 studies with the gradient of responses were possible. The findings suggest that a mindset of optimism is associated with lower cardiovascular risk and that promotion of optimism or reduction in pessimism may be important for your preventive health. Think about that. Your attitude determine your altitude and your longevity and your optimal health and wellness. Well, last week we were talking about vitamin C. We want to continue that discussion because it's very important. And the type of vitamin C that we use nowadays is often combined with bioflavonoids. Bioflavonoids have a number of different benefits in that they also help to strengthen the small vessels, blood vessels, such as capillaries. They're important for increasing collagen in our tissues, which are many where it's needed, but they can also help enhance 
the absorption of vitamin C so that you may not need to be taking as much. There's one particular bioflavonoid that has been found to have significant benefit when taken in conjunction with vitamin C. It's called OPC. OPC. We're going to be talking about that when we have our discussion on this subject. But OPC stands for oligometric procyanidins. Oligometric proanthocyanidins. So when I use that term, now you'll know what I'm talking about. But mostly it's just a bioflavonoid. In the early 1930s, Shint Gorgi was striving to isolate hexuronic acid, which is now known as ascorbic acid or vitamin C. When it was learned that a patient of an associate had capillary bleeding problems beneath his skin, we just talked about that, thinking that vitamin C might help, they administered some of the impure substances, meaning that all the compounds, especially the bioflavonoids, were not yet removed from the mix. The bleeding stopped. So the dose of the non-isolated research material was a smashing success. We call that serendipity. In other words, they made a discovery by accident. I talked to somebody this morning who made a discovery by accident. You'll be hearing more about it later because we're going to be using it in our clinic. They discovered a means by which they can increase the magnetic gauss by over 10 times. We're going to be using that as part of our photon study, about which I'll be giving you a lecture in February of this next year in Reno, Nevada, about how we're using the photon study to lower cancer antibodies. But back to our discussion on vitamin C. Later, however, when another patient had a similar problem, they administered pure isolated ascorbic acid or vitamin C. This time, the substance had no effect. Think about that. They went back to the original impure material, which was vitamin C with bioflavonoids. And again, they were successful in stopping the bleeding beneath his skin, which so many complain about, that results from capillary breakages. Later in 1935, so we're going back a ways, Shint Gorgi and his researchers isolated a single yellowish pigment compound from lemons, which was proved to have good effect on microcirculatory or capillary health. Shint Gorgi called the compound citrin or vitamin P because it was able to improve the capillary health of his patients with vascular purpura or bruising. Still, we are told by medical experts today that bioflavonoids are somehow not essential, and therefore they're not called vitamins. Vitamins, such as vitamin C. History has been relatively kind to Shint Gorgi, but he was never satisfied with his acclaimed discovery because he never unraveled the truth about the necessary vitamin C cofactors. Today, they are understood, even though, as we have pointed out, a top medical dictionary still contains the demeaning definition of bioflavonoid, clearly indicating the medical establishment's long-standing bias against nutrition. In other words, that they were not essential for our health. That was the definition. The historic scientific discovery of bioflavonoid, known widely as OP. C. Oligometric proanthocyanidin is actually quite historic because of the reference to an early explorer. Let's talk about that. Among the many early European explorers of our North American continent was the Frenchman Jacques Carter. Jacques Carter, in the year 1534, according to references in his ship's log, the expedition was falling apart due to scurvy. The scourge of sea voyagers who were deprived of fresh food for long periods of time in those early centuries. Today, we know the scurvy is a nutritional deficiency disease, and vitamin C with bioflavonoid cofactors are known to be the missing ingredients. Where do you find bioflavonoids? You find them in the color or the skin of the vegetables and fruits that we eat. British are often called limeys because of the limes and other citruses that they stored aboard their ships as a means of preventing scurvy. It took the medical profession 400 years to accept that scurvy was a deficiency disease. But the British Navy figured out that citrus fruit could be stored aboard ship for the men to eat and would somehow prevent the disease. I guess it was another discovery by serendipity. However, Cartier and the survivors among his crew were about 200 years earlier than the limey period, and these men were saved not by lemons, limes, and oranges, but by a pine tree concoction brought to them by the natives. Pine needles and bark are not known for vitamin C content, so what food factors were present to solve the deficiency of those dying Europeans in the winter of 1534? Enter Professor Jacques 
Muscalier, a French biochemist who wondered about the chemical nature of pine tree concoction that saved those early explorers as he was unlocking secrets of plant chemistry, especially the family of bioflavonoids known as catechins. Muscalier succeeded where others failed. He explored the jungle of plant chemistry and cleared a pathway to sorely needed scientific truth. The medical dictionaries need to catch up with him. While working on his doctoral thesis in 1947, Masquillier was asked to investigate the red skin around peanuts to check for toxicity. Peanut holes were and waste were fed to livestock, and toxicity, uh, toxicity tests were necessary. Need to practice my English. This chemical research at a drug company led him to isolate a colorless bioflavonoid material now probably known as OPC. And you can find that in some vitamin C mixes, powders, capsules, and so forth. Now, the idea that one needs to take massive orthomolecular dose of vitamin C ranging from 10 grams to 30 grams per day came mostly from the late Nobel laureate, Lance Pauling, who claimed he took about 18 grams of ascorbic acid daily. 18 grams or mm, 1,800 milligrams. He lived to be 93, so one would be tempted to assume his ideas were apparently correct, but we should never assume. First, no one knows the truth about Pauline's longevity, and to credit the alleged massive doses of ascorbic acid is simply to assume too much. Mascellier dealt with the dosage controversy diplomatically, saying, I am convinced that if Linus Pauling had known about OPC, he would not have prescribed 18 grams of vitamin C, but rather a small amount of vitamin C and a small amount of OPC because it would have enhanced the absorption of that essential nutrient. Most certainly, I feel that I would have been able to convince him. And hopefully, I'm able to convince you that vitamin C taken with bioflavonoid is essential for your health. Well, guess what? There's still more that we have to say about vitamin C, but we just don't have the time to finish it today. So perhaps we'll finish it again next week. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. We've talked about obituaries, people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had, current events that were published recently, many within the last week, as well as vitamin C. If you have any questions, we're here every week to answer your health questions. My hope and my goal is that you've learned one new thing by being with us today. If so, your time has been well spent. Look forward to seeing you again next week with another episode of The Royal Treatment. Until then, my friends,